try to play hard while we are together. Praise God. Anyway, I give honor to them. Um, we, we, you know, I, I've been thinking about this too. We, I'm trying not to, try not to meddle, but, um, you know, we, we call them missionaries and not every missionary is an apostle, uh, but my brother is an apostle of God to Spain. He and his family, they have done such a tremendous work. God has used them very powerfully there. And uh, we, we believe not just in pastors, evangelists, and teachers, but this church. We love prophets, apostles, pastors, evangelists, and teachers. Um, and so every, you know, every, God designed the offices of the fivefold ministry differently, and they all they operate differently. Uh, he's an apostle of God, and God has moved him around the world. And uh, I, I'm so glad to have them. I give honor to them for the work that, that God has used them to do in Spain. So good to have them. They're going to come. He's going to come this morning and bring the word of the Lord today. And we're going to receive what the Lord would say to us today. We're going to receive what the apostle would, would preach to us. How many would receive what, what the Lord would say to us today? Would you lift up your hands this morning and just say, Lord, I'm going to receive what the apostle has to say today, what the word of the Lord is. We're going to receive it in Jesus' name. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning, and uh, on this week weekend of celebration and freedom, you don't you really appreciate what we have once you've lived overseas. We are a blessed nation and a blessed country to have the freedoms that we have, and we can celebrate in the freedom of the Lord here this morning. Amen. So thankful to be here. I'm thankful for this church. Thankful for all of you. Uh, you are all very dear to our hearts, and every time that you pray for us, and uh, you mention us in prayer, and you pray for the nation of Spain, we thank you. You have upheld us, and you have helped us, and so thankful for for all of you. And uh, it's good to be here uh, <clears throat> this weekend, and uh, honored to be able to share the word of the Lord with you this morning. I'm going to go to Ephesians chapter five and verse fourteen. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter five. And verse 14, one, one verse of scripture, Ephesians chapter 5 and 14 says, Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. <clears throat> Awake thou that sleepest, arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Turn to your neighbor, tell him, wake up. Some of y'all need it. I'm going to talk to us to, for a few moments this morning about sleeping in church. I'm going to talk about sleeping in church this morning. If we could, let's pray one more time. Let's ask the Lord to talk to us. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity that we have to be here. We open our hearts and our minds to receive your word this morning. I take dominion and authority of every doubt, every fear, everything that would be contrary to your word. We lose faith right now in the name of Jesus. Speak to us. Give us revelation of your word. I thank you, Lord, for what you are going to do, what you are speaking to us this morning in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's clap our hands one more time to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. You may be seated in the name of Jesus. The church that we have the privilege of pastoring in, in Barcelona and in Spain, I, <clears throat> there's a minister in my church who he has a problem with sleeping in church. And I have had to 
calls him, I have had to ask him not to sit on the platform anymore because now with everyone looking at you and with video cameras, he is always there nodding off in the middle of church. He works hard. He works long hours, but it's kind of a joke within our, within the minister group of, of him always sleeping in church. It's not only church, but it's everywhere that he goes. He sits down uh, at a table. He can fall asleep wherever he goes and always nodding off. And we, we, it's quite humorous at times to see how long he can stay awake during church. <clears throat> it's, a, it's an issue. It's a problem. His wife has talked to him. His wife has got on to him. His children are embarrassed because every time he sits down, he starts nodding off. And sleep is a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. I, re, I recently downloaded an app on my phone to track my sleep. Uh, I've, I've been trying to find what is that perfect amount of time of sleep. What what is it that your body needs to sleep? And my wife has been telling me for some time that at times I snore when I sleep. I haven't believed her, but when I downloaded this app, it it uh, records you at night. And much to my embarrassment, yes, I have heard recordings now that sometimes during the night when I fall into those deep parts of sleep, I begin to snore for a few moments. Sleep, it's it's amazing, it's relaxing, it brings peace, it's, it repairs, it restores. Someone's feeling a nap coming on right now as I... And I understand that I'm, I'm speaking to some young mothers this morning about sleep. Sleep is something that's desired, but it's also, sleep can be dangerous, they say. Scientists tell us that 43% of adults say that they are so tired during the day that it interferes with their daily activities at least a few days of the month. And they say that 24% freely admit to falling asleep behind the wheel in the last month of loan because of being, a t- being tired. They say that drowsy driving accounts for about 100,000 crashes annually on the roadway, 71,000 injuries a year, 1,550 fatalities per year because of drowsy driving. Drowsy driving contributes to an estimated 9.5% of all crashes that happen in the United States right now. Driving, uh, drowsy driving, they say, mimics alcohol-impaired driving. 18 hours without sleep, they say, is similar to a blood alcohol content of 0.05%. So drowsiness, sleepiness is, is dangerous as well. There's, there's warning signs. I was looking at warning signs of drowsy driving. They say on the body it begins with unfocused vision. We can't, you can't hold your eyes open. You begin to blink and you begin to rub your eyes and uh, you have itching in the eyes and the head begins to feel unbearably heavy and you can't stop yawning. They say it also begins to affect our mind. You can't remember the last few miles that you have driven. You, you've ex- you're experiencing a feeling of restlessness, of impatience and irritability and aggression. And it is that time of drowsiness you have a, a, a trouble focusing your attention on the road. Your mind begins daydreaming. You have wandering thoughts and 
It affects our driving. You have trouble driving straight and you keep drifting out of your lane when you're drowsy, when you're tired. You find yourself tailgating and even driving too close to other cars and you miss signs, you miss exits, even the ones that you know by heart when you are sleepy. While sleep is a natural physical process, the Bible uses sleep as a spiritual symbol of death. It uses it in a negative symbol of laziness. And in other words, spiritual sleepiness or sleep or spiritual drowsiness is much more dangerous than falling asleep at the wheel of a car because not only do you put your body or your life in danger, but you put your eternal soul in danger. Churches, churches can also fall asleep behind the wheel if they are not constantly vigilant, if churches aren't, aren't, aren't paying attention, we can fall asleep. There are many influences that, that can contribute to our spiritual drowsiness. We, we find the absence of conviction of sin. We, we could shake ourselves and begin to realize that we are asleep. There's a lack of a fear of God and we notice that we are beginning to be spiritually drowsy. We are asleep. We can sense an indifference to holding grudges and unforgiveness in our lives. It's a sign that we're beginning to be drowsy and beginning to fall asleep. An indifference to talking to people about Jesus is a sign of of drowsiness uh, that we are beginning to to, to fall asleep. There's so many things that we can look at our lives and begin to examine. We can see as the music of the world begins to fill our lives or the music of the world begins to fill our children's minds. uh, The music that legitimizes adultery and rape and Satanism and we we stay silent and we say nothing. It's a sign of drowsiness that we are beginning to fall asleep. The things in our lives that we allow, we allow TikTok and Instagram begin to have more influence in our lives than the word of God are signs of, of, of drowsiness are signs that we're beginning to nod off at the wheel. We are beginning to fall asleep. Christians are falling under the pressure of of being politically correct today, compromising biblical principles that are non-negotiable in Scripture. It's a sign of the church beginning to fall asleep. Churches have renounced holiness because they want to grow faster. They, They want to be more inclusive, and we have put truth in the tomb of tolerance because it is too exclusive, and it is those things that show us that that we are beginning to fall asleep. Luke 22 and 46 says, And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. We see it time and again, the warning of the word of the Lord telling us to be careful of sleepiness. First Thessalonians 5 and 6, Therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Proverbs 10 and 5, He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, But he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causes shame. There are horrible consequences that that happen when we fall asleep while working. There 
They're, they're, they're even on the job today. There are things they say, don't, don't take certain medicines. You can't operate certain machinery because there are things that, that can happen when you begin to sleep. There are, there are consequences that, that, that happen when we fall asleep. Matthew chapter 13 verse 25 says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. We see the word of God advising us time and time again, be careful. Make sure you're not nodding off. Make sure that you're not getting too drowsy because in those times when you begin to sleep is when the enemy creeps into our lives and he begins to sow tares among the harvest. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 25 verse 5, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. While they were waiting for the coming of the Lord, while they were waiting on the bridegroom, and that is where, as the church, we we can find ourselves very quickly waiting on the coming of the Lord. We've heard about the coming of the Lord all of our lives. We've heard about that he's coming back soon. But while we are waiting, we can fall into a time of slumbering and begin to sleep. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 43 and 44, but know this, that if, if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. It's something that we have heard our lives. I remember hearing it as a young child. Many of you remember hearing it as a young child. He's coming back soon. Jesus is coming back soon. But I, I, I think in this last couple of years, I have believed it more than I have ever believed it before in my life that Jesus is coming back soon. Now is not the time to begin to get drowsy. Now is not the time to begin to get lazy spiritually. Now is not the time to begin to slumber and to allow things to creep into our lives right before the coming of God. One of the most unusual stories about falling to sleep we find in the book of Acts. In, in Acts chapter 20, in Acts chapter 20, verses 7 and 9, we have the story. It says that upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. And there was many lights in the upper chamber. There were many gathered there, and they sat in the window a certain man by name Eutychus, being fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell on him and embraced him, saying, Trouble not yourselves, for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread broken bread and eaten and talked a long while even till break of day so he departed and they brought the young man alive and were not a little comforted it's interesting that when we look at Eutychus Eutychus his his name literally means fortunate or or lucky and when I look at Eutychus I, I, I look the Bible says that he was in a place where there was plenty of light he was not in the darkness he was in light, he was sitting there and there was plenty of light and the Bible says it was getting close to midnight but as he was sitting there, he was sitting close to the edge and he fell asleep. Thankfully in this scripture we see that there was a church that was there to pray. There was a church that was there to pray for him and we see this story of Eutychus. He's sitting there, he's, he's in light. The Bible says in verse 8, there were many lights in the upper chamber. 
where they were gathered together. This was not a place of darkness, but was a place of light. It was a place of truth. It was the church service. He, he was there in the house of God, yet he falls asleep in church and he falls. And we as well, we can be in the church, in a church that preaches truth in a church full of light and in the midst of light, in the midst of preaching, begin to nod off. In the midst of other people around us, we, we can begin to nod off and if we are too close to the edge, we can find ourselves in peril. We see Eutychus, he, his name means fortunate, it means lucky. He was just lucky enough that there was a praying church that was there that was able to touch the throne of God in his time of need. We've all been there. We've been in church, we've been in life and we begin to nod off and some of us have fallen and I'm thankful that there was a church that was there when we fallen that began to pray for us, that began to lift us up, that began to pray the prayer of faith over us so that we could be awakened. Let me tell someone here this morning that, that, that may be that may begin to nodding off. You may be sleeping in church. There may be light. There may be preaching. There may be things going on. But we've got to at times begin to shake ourselves and say, I, I, I know I've been getting a little drowsy. I know, I know I've let a few things in, but I've got to shake myself before things become too late. I've got to get, begin to shake myself before I fall. Those things when you're driving on the road and you've, you've been driving for hours, you try different things. You, you, you pull over, you, you get a cup of ice, chew on some ice for a while. You slap yourself. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. We feel the drowsiness. We feel, we feel the, the tiredness. So they're going back and forth from Europe to North America, I deal with jet lag. And there's different tricks that I've learned to try to deal with it, but it's still a very real thing. It, 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 it pulls on your body. You, you fight it, you fight it, you fight it. It, it, it attacks you. You get up, you, 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 you want to fall asleep, and you know, I can't fall asleep. I'm, I'm not done traveling yet. We, we've got to understand, as the church, it's very easy for us to slip into a place of comfort where with the church going on, with the singing happening, with preaching, and we can come in, and we can lift our hands and, and the song leader can encourage us to, to connect in and, and we can learn to phone it in. We can learn to lift our hands but we can be spiritually asleep. We can lift our hands and be asleep. We can come to the altar and be asleep. We can come and be faithful to God here in the house of God but be spiritually asleep but the Lord has sent me here to talk to someone this morning and say it's time to shake yourself. It's time to begin to rouse yourself because the Lord is coming back soon and we cannot afford to fall asleep right before his coming. We see the disciples fell asleep just before the greatest manifestation of God. The greatest manifestation of God's glory on the Mount of Transfiguration. They, they almost missed it because they were tired from the long climb that they had. The Bible says in Luke chapter 9 verse 32, but Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, they saw the glory and the two men that stood with him. We have the story of, of the manifestation of God, the manifestation on the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and, and the disciples, they, they fall asleep and they almost miss the greatest manifestation of the glory of God in their lives in that moment because they were tired from the climb. They had been climbing up the mountain. 
They were going up. They were doing the right things. They were doing, but they were weary and they were tired from the, from the climb. And if we are not vigilant, church, if we are not vigilant, we can climb the mountain for many years and then fall asleep right before the greatest manifestation of God's glory in the world that this world has ever seen. We are on the precipice of the greatest revival that this world has ever seen. We are on the precipice of the greatest revival that this nation has ever seen. And, and we've been climbing, we have been praying, we have been, we have been going up the mountain. And if we are not careful, right before the glory of God is manifested around the world, we can be like the disciples that are suddenly heavy with sleep and they almost missed the manifestation of the glory of God because they were weary, because they were tired. But church, we've got to shake ourselves this morning and we've got to say I'm going to wake up I'm not going to miss what God has for us I'm not going to miss this revival that God has for me I'm not going to miss it right at the moment before he comes back we must understand that not all individuals will be involved in the end time revival not all families will be involved in end time revival not all churches are going to be involved in in time revival. Not, not all organizations are going to be involved in in time revival. It all depends on us. It all depends on us. Sleeping saints, sleeping individuals, they're dangerous at the wheel. Sleeping saints are dangerous at the wheel. Sleepy ministers, they, they, they are terror on the road. Sleepy, sleepy Christians, if they, if they don't come out of it, they can, they can cause a lot of damage to, to, to God's realm when they begin to be sleepy. Romans chapter 13 verse 11 says, and that knowing the time, that now is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. For now is our salvation nearer than we believed. I don't know if maybe until the last couple of years have I, maybe looking, looking back and then seeing the hand of God, what God is doing around the world, maybe I never really believed that he really was coming back soon. But these last few years, I've begun to believe it like never before. He's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. And he has begun to shake me. It's begun to cause me to evaluate everything that I do and the way that I live my life, what I allow in my life, what I don't allow in my life. And because I don't want to fall asleep right before he, he comes back. I don't want to fall asleep right before an end time harvest that we have preached about, that we have prayed about. I, I don't want to get spiritually drowsy and begin to nod off at the wheel and, and, for, and miss what God is doing at this last moment. And what does a parent do when their child is sleeping in the morning and they need to wake them up? If it's a Saturday morning, maybe it depends on your family structure, but that father, that mother comes in and they'll, they'll say, hey, hey, it's, it's time to get up. Hey, hey, wake up. And a father and mother, they'll walk into our bed and they start out real nice. Now, I'm not going to use my father as an example because he came in with a trumpet. But, but they start out, hey, hey, it's time to, hey, wake up. We got we to gotta get ready for school. 
hey, it's time, it's time to get up. We got 30 minutes. But what does a parent do if there is an emergency in the home? If the house is on fire, they don't come and say, hey, hey, you might want to get up. It's, we got a few moments. Um, the house is burning down. And if you could just go ahead and let's get things. But when that parent senses there is danger, they come in screaming. They say, wake up. We got to get out. Wake up. It's, we got, it's an emergency. Wake up. Forget everything. Get out. And at, at times, God, he has dealt with us. He has dealt with us very kindly. He has dealt with us very softly. He's coming. He said, hey, hey, wake up. It's time. You, you know, you need to get this right in your life. He, he's dealt with us. He's nudged us. He's dealt with certain things. And I'm, hey, you know, you're, you're letting this in your life. You need, you need to be careful. And he has nudged us. He has, he's tried to wake us up. But when that does not work, and as we get closer to the come of the Lord, his, his voice has become stronger and the Lord has sent me here to tell someone this morning, wake up it's time to wake up, we don't have time to play around, we don't have time to, to be halfway in the church and halfway in the world it's time to wake up people I see people that I pastor people, pastor in 18 years I see people that that, that, that They've tried to live on both sides. They try to live half in the world and half in the church. They come in, come in and sleep in church, but sleep. Now, I'm not talking about this church, but let's just talk about church in general. I won't look at anybody here. Lord's not showing me anything, but, but. Sleepiness, drowsiness. When, when we'll get online and we'll look for the best seats in the house, and we say, "Okay, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go to this event, what's the best seat that I can get for my money?" None of us get online and look for that ticket and say, "How far can I get from the action?" <laughs> we look for that best seat whatever it is that you, activity that you participate in. Some of us are going to walk down to the fireworks tonight because we want the best seat. We want to be there where the action is. We want to see right where it happens. But when it comes to the things of God, we say, well, where can I sit as far from the action as possible? When the altar call is given, let me see if I can hold this wall up here to make sure this wall does not fall down. I know I'm meddling here. I know this only happens in Barcelona. But it's a sign of drowsiness beginning to nod off. I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about drowsiness. I'm not talking about blatant sin. I'm talking about drowsiness. We come and we sat, we sat here before, and then we go here, and then we go here, and then we go here. Just a little time. Drowsiness, not sin. Drowsiness. And before we know it, we're asleep at the wheel. And there at the wheel, asleep at the wheel is where the dangerous things happen. When we're asleep at the wheel, that's when catastrophes happen. 
when we're asleep at the wheel, that's when, when things happen, our lives begin to fall apart, and in an instant, things can begin to change, and in an instant, our lives can be over, and in an instant, I'm not talking about physical lives, I'm talking about spiritual lives this morning, and in an instant, all of a sudden, we wake up, and we say, what happened? I, I just nodded off for just a second, but in a split second, everything began to change, but the Lord has sent me here to tell someone, the Lord's been shaking you, he's been nudging you, he's been saying, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up, and that's when he begins to allow certain things in our lives, he allows things to happen in our lives to try to wake us out of, out of a deep sleep because he wants us to be saved. Because right before the coming, the disciples almost missed it. The manifestation, the transfiguration, uh, something that was so great in their lives that they said, hey, we need to build, we need to build an, an, a temple here. We need to build an altar. We need to, to build a shrine here to, to the glory of God that we have just witnessed. And they almost missed it because they fell asleep. What God is wanting to do around the world, we're going to miss it if we don't shake ourselves. People are going to miss it. People around us, good people are going to miss it. Good churches are going to miss it. But it's something that, I, that has been in my spirit these last few weeks that I don't want to miss it. Lord, if you're going to do it, I want to be a part of it. God, if you're going to do it, I want to, I want, I want to see it. I want, I, I'm buying my tickets for the front row. It don't matter how much it costs me. I'm getting the front row seats to what you're doing in this last time to church, God. What you're doing in this last hour, Lord, it doesn't matter what it costs me. I want to be a participant. I want to be right out in front of everything. Lord, I don't want to fall asleep if I have to shake myself, if I have to get up and I've got to, I've got to do something to help shake myself. Lord, help me to wake up so that I don't miss what you are doing in this last church. Paul, please stand together. What God is doing around the world, people are going to miss. It's what God is doing right now with the church. At first, he shook us very gently. At first, the Lord has shaken us gently. But now he has begun to shake us violently because he still hasn't managed to wake some of us up. Some things that the Lord, that happen in our lives are not, it's not the devil. It's the Lord allowing things to shake us, to wake us up. Say, wake up, wake up, hey, hey. What's this happen? Oh, why is this happen? And what happens when that thing happens? What happens when those things come in our lives? We, we fall to our knees suddenly. We connect back in with the Spirit of God. But God has shaken us. He's shaken us. That shaking has turned violent. He's shaken. There's people all around us nodding off. People nodding off. But you have to decide. You can be a dangerous Christian behind the wheel. Yeah, I'm a Christian. And I start nodding off. All of a sudden we fall asleep. I want to open this altar. I'd like us all to come around as close as we can. We've only got one service today, so we might as well make this altar service the altar that we come to. 
And knowing the time, that now is the high time to wake out of sleep. It doesn't say sin. It doesn't say get out of sin. He's talking to the church. He said, it's, he said you've, been, you've been a little sleepy. Now is the high time to examine ourselves. Now's the time that I, I, I was looking at the, the warning signs of drowsy driving last night on the internet. And it's funny to me how it parallels to the spiritual things, you know, that unfocused vision. Can't keep your eyes open. Can't remember the last things, the last few miles you've driven. And we can, as the church, lose our focus, our vision. What, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Why are we here this morning? Why did we come? Are we, are we religious traditionalists? Not, nothing else? And that's why we're here this morning. What's, why are we here? We lose focus. What's this all about? What's, what, why am I going to the house of God? I'm, I'm going there because I need, to be, I need to be equipped. I need to be stirred. I need because my mission is the world. And when I leave the church on Sunday, I, then I need to go out and to, 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 to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's, that's the purpose. That's why God filled me with the Holy Ghost. That's, that's why I've been baptized in the name of Jesus. He's trying to move us. He's trying to shake us. Look at the warning signs of drowsiness. Look at your own life. You know you better than I know you. You can come to church and look like we have it all put together here, but you know, you know the if you're starting to get drowsy or not. You may be here, but you're not. Oh, oh, shake, shake myself. But God is wanting to stir us and to wake us. Shake ourselves. Wake up. We can be sleeping in church. We can be something we tell our kids. Now, don't be sleeping in church. We tell our kids, don't be sleeping in church. But what happens ultimately is every kid falls asleep in church at some point. But we can have our eyes open. Have you ever known those people that can sleep with their eyes open? They just sit there and they're out. Eyes wide open. We can be in church, eyes wide open, and spiritually asleep. Lift our hands, worship, but spiritually asleep. But here this morning, the Lord's wanting to stir us because God wants us to participate in the greatest outpouring that this city has ever seen, the greatest outpouring that this nation has ever seen, the greatest outpouring that this world has ever seen. God is wanting us to participate in the greatest harvest, in the greatest thing that we have ever seen before. And we cannot be like the disciples who right before, they're in the Mount of Transfiguration, they begin to climb and they got weary, they got tired, and right before the manifestation of the Mount of Transfiguration, they fell asleep. The same thing can happen to us. We're tired, we begin to climb, we been climbing we've been talking about the coming of the lord we've been witnessing we've been we've been pushing but, but and, and we get weary and tired right before the greatest manifestation if you're here this morning and you've never received the baptism of the holy ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues in a few moments we're going to lift our hands and god's going to fill you with the holy ghost he's going to refill all of us with his spirit 
we talk about being refilled with His Spirit. What we're really talking about is a stirring up of His Spirit. Stirring us up, stirring up. Because if you have already received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you have been filled, but maybe you need to be, we say refilled, but it's stirred up. Maybe you need to stir up that gift that is within you. And if, if you're here this morning and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, I want to encourage you here in just a moment when we begin to worship the Lord, the Bible says He inhabits the praises of His people. And as we begin to worship Him, you'll feel the Holy Ghost come upon you. You'll feel your tongue begin to go a different direction. Don't don't worry about what that feels like or what that sounds like. Every Christian in your Bible, in the book of Acts, they, they receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. So here in just a moment, the Holy Ghost is going to begin to fall over every one of us because we're going to be stirred, we're going to be renewed, and we're going to be filled in His Spirit. If you're here this morning and you've, you've never... You've never received the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, but you want to be filled this morning. If you just lift your hands and say, hey, I'd like to have one here. There's someone else. Anyone else? Okay. We're going to pray for her in just a moment. We're going to pray for others as well. We're all going to be stirred. So here in just a moment, we're going to pray together with you. We're going to pray with all of us because we want to be stirred with the Holy Ghost. We want the Holy Ghost to fill us. And as we begin to worship, he inhabits the praises of his people. We're going to allow, we, we have the option to resist. We can resist the Spirit of God. We can turn ourselves over to the Spirit of God. We can resist and say, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let him touch me. And he's a gentleman, he's not gonna, but we can be stirred this morning. So here in just a moment, we're gonna lift our hands. The, as we lift our hands, it's a sign of surrender. It says, God, I surrender to you. Let's just practice that just a moment. Just lift your hands. It's a sign of surrender. I want us to close our eyes so that we can focus on Jesus. I want you to lift your head, not bowed down, but lift it up, ready to receive and be stirred by His Spirit. And if you have, you already have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want you to let the Holy Ghost begin to stir you. I want to let the Holy Ghost begin to stir you. Maybe you have felt drowsy. Maybe you have felt a little sleepy, but let the Holy Ghost begin to stir you again this morning. Begin to speak in tongues. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, if you will begin to worship Him, as you begin to worship Him, the Holy Ghost will also fall over you and you'll feel your tongue go a different direction and sounds come out that sound a little funny. That's okay. That's just the Holy Ghost. Let the Holy Ghost stir you this morning. Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would stir us Renew us, Lord. Wake us up, God. Lord, we don't want to be sleeping in church this morning. Lord, we want to be stirred. That's it. That's it. Lord, I pray, God, that you would stir me. Lord, if I've led things in my life that aren't right, Lord, forgive me right now. Lord, I pray you cleanse me, Jesus. Lord, if I've allowed other things, Lord, Lord, to come into my life that, that I shouldn't have allowed, that have allowed me to become drowsy. Lord, I pray that you'd forgive me. Lord, I pray, God, that you'd cleanse me. I want to start over right now this morning. I want to start. That's it. Maybe you need to repent. Maybe you need to ask God to forgive you. That's it. That's it. Let the Lord stir you. It starts with repentance. It starts with repentance. That's it. That's it. Lord, forgive me, Lord. Lord, I want to start over this morning. Lord, I want to get rid of everything out of my life. Lord, that would cause me to begin drowsy spiritually. That would cause me to begin to sleep spiritually.
spiritually. That's it, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse my heart. Lord, I want to start over this morning. Lord, stir me. That's it. Let the Holy Ghost stir you. Let the Holy Ghost stir you. That's it. Begin to shake yourself. Don't miss what God is doing right before the coming of God. Don't miss what God is doing because you begin to sleep spiritually. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Push through the weariness. Push through the drowsiness. Push through the sleepiness for just a moment and begin to let the Holy Ghost flow over you. Let the Holy Ghost flow through you. Thank you.